Hey guys, welcome back to Be the Main Character with Bianca. I hope you're having an amazing Thursday and I'm so excited to talk to you guys today. So first thing that is most important that came to my attention today. Now, I know a lot of people that listen are from the New England area and I'm a Dunkin' girly through and through. I do like Starbucks, but it's never my first go-to. Anyways, my point being... Every spring they come out with the butter pecan flavor and I absolutely love it. I think it's one of my favorite flavors besides pumpkin. It's just, oh, it just tells me spring and summer is coming because they keep it until like pumpkin season rolls around. It's amazing. I get excited for every spring. Duncan just announced today that it's going to be a permanent flavor and that is the best news I've heard so far this week and it got me really excited about a Tuesday. So anyways, into my little life updates. Today's Tuesday for me, so I'm not that far into the week. But yesterday was the most Monday Monday I think I've ever had in my entire life. It was honestly kind of brutal, I'm not going to lie. Yes, of course I'm being dramatic, but it was such a rough Monday. Like it just it just wasn't good. And I always try to look on things as positive as I can. But every time I tried to find the positive in the day, I swear I would turn around the next something second and something would be happening that was even worse than minutes before. And it was me and the way my work is set up is I work with a nurse practitioner and we were just having the same day. Like every time we thought we were on top of it, we weren't. And it was just a very Monday blues Monday and I reached out to my friend group chat and I was like um I need like a laugh I need something because I'm having a terrible day and then my friend was like I'm at work too and I'm having the worst Monday ever so maybe it was universal maybe it was just a universal Monday blues it just wasn't a good day and I just accepted that it wasn't a good day and was like tomorrow is a better day a new day. It'll be fine, but today I'm just going to accept that it was a bad day and move on from it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go home and take a nap. Rarely do I ever nap. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to go home. I'm going to nap. It's raining outside. Like, I'm going to nap for like an hour. I'm going to wake up, eat dinner, maybe watch a movie. Like, I'm just going to chill. Like, I deserved it after today. Guys, I fell asleep at 6, set an alarm for 7 or 7.30, I can't remember, shut my alarm off, woke up at 10 p.m. When I tell you, I was so distraught. And mind you, when I woke up on Monday, I kind of had just a weird feeling about the day and I never usually wake up thinking, I didn't have a feeling that the day was going to be bad, but I just had a weird feeling about the day and the fact that it ended up being such a weird day and the fact that I took a four hour nap until 10 p.m. just really was the icing on the cake and I was a little not I wasn't upset I was just so confused and clearly I needed the sleep even though I had gotten great sleep over the weekend I just think I was mentally and emotionally exhausted and just needed the recovery time so I took it and woke up and instead of being upset and mad, I mean, there was nothing I could do. I couldn't go back and get those hours back. I made myself dinner, did my skincare, and then went back to bed. I stayed up for like an hour and a half to two hours and just accepted it and then went back to bed and woke up feeling fine this morning and had a perfectly fine day today. 
um, with the mindset that it was going to be a better day. And I wasn't even going to share this story with you guys because I am most of the time, like I said, a pretty positive person. And I felt like talking about my bad day would not be a good way to start the podcast. But I also think that it's realistic to see that not every day is a great day. Some days you just have to accept <laughs> defeat and you know, sleep until 10 p.m. It was such a rookie mistake for me to think I was going to take a nap at 6 p.m. That was really on me. Anyways, moving on from that, let's talk about my past weekend. So I had a pretty chill weekend on Saturday. I did some groceries. I deep cleaned my apartment and I got rid of more stuff in my room and cleared out more space and it looks even better than it did before and I'm so happy. I have fresh flowers in my room and oh, it just it looks so much better. It looks so much less clutter like and I'm just really happy with how it's coming together. And then Sunday I went to a coffee shop with my dad and my sisters and we had like a little daughter dad date was really cute um so I went over there and yeah we went to a coffee shop it was raining and it was so good the coffee was amazing and it was such a cute little date and I always love spending time with my family so then I just stayed at my parents house for a couple hours and we just chatted for a while and it was really nice and then I headed home and did a few hours of meal prep while listening to an audiobook and that's my favorite new favorite thing to do is listen to an audiobook or a podcast while I'm meal prepping. When I was at my parents' house and I used to meal prep, I used to always listen to music on our Alexa, but now sometimes I would listen to an audiobook. But I just romanticized the whole thing. It was raining on Sunday, so it was perfect. I like opened the windows a little bit and meal prepped all my meals for the week and listened to my book and it was just amazing. The vibes were so Sunday. I absolutely loved it. And if you guys were curious, I thought I would run you through some of the meals that I made for breakfast, lunch, and dinner this week. So for breakfast, I'm having scrambled eggs and turkey kielbasa. I am in a turkey kielbasa phase right now. I go in and out of the phase, but I'm loving it right now. For lunch, I'm having this pasta dish that I've been absolutely obsessed with that I got from TikTok, but I just switched up the recipe a little bit. So I use protein pasta and then mix tomato sauce with cottage cheese for more protein and then and also to the cottage cheese and tomato sauce mixture I added spinach in there just to get some more vegetables in there and then I also made Italian sausage and spinach to throw in there as well and then also added a little bit of low-fat mozzarella and then mix that all in with the protein pasta so delicious and so high protein so it keeps you full so good. So that's what I've been having for lunch and that's what I had for dinner one day last week or a couple days last week. Amazing. Probably one of my new favorite meal preps. And then for dinner, I am having um, chicken sausage, broccoli, and sweet potatoes, which is just a go-to easy sheet pan recipe that I really do enjoy. And then my other obsession lately has been snack plates. I actually just had one when I got home from work. And what I've been putting on my snack plate is grapes, um, cheese, and hard-boiled eggs. It's high protein, have some fruit in there, and it's really yummy. And it like, is the perfect in-between from getting home from work and eating dinner. 
and yeah i've been absolutely loving that so those were the meals i made for this week if anyone was curious but those were my little life updates for the week not too much going on since last week but it's been great and that leads us into this week's topic which is your new to be read list we're going to be talking about all my favorite books from different categories books i read that i don't recommend Um, books on my to be read list. I'm really excited for this episode. I got really back into reading last year. Um, Last year I read 35 books and allowed myself to start reading fiction books again and I'm so glad I did. I became obsessed with reading again. I absolutely loved reading growing up and then kind of lost the love for it when I got a little bit older. Um, I would say like post high school I kind of lost the love for it And then I was reading only self-help books for a long time, which I've talked about before. And then I finally let myself recently start reading fiction books again. And I'm so glad I did. I read so much more and it's just such a nice hobby and escape from just like everyday life to just be able to just dive into something else that isn't so serious and always trying to learn something. You can just simply read and enjoy the story, so I'm very excited. My goals for reading this year are to read 50 books as well as do the A to Z reading challenge where you read a book starting with the letter of the alphabet. So you read a book for A, a book for B, a book for C, and so on. And yeah, so this year I think I've read seven or eight books, which is a little bit slow for me. Um, but I tend to read a lot more in the summer because when I'm sitting out at the lake, I just read all day. Um, so I would say summer, spring, summer, and fall are like my big reading months and not the winter for some reason. I don't know why. When I'm outside, I'm more motivated to read, which is so strange. You would think that in the winter when you're stuck inside, you'd be more motivated to read, but I don't know. It's just not the case for me. So starting with what I currently just finished reading, I just finished reading Icebreaker, which if you know, you know, it is a romance. It's a sports romance. It's about a hockey player and a figure skater and how they go from friends to something else. And that's not really giving away much. Um, it's definitely a spicier book, if you know what I mean, and I know in terms of spicy books, I feel like people are very much one way or the other. They really like it, or they don't mind it, or they absolutely hate spicy scenes and spicy books, and they try to avoid it best they can. For me, it doesn't bother me, and yeah, so it wasn't just a spicy book. It was actually a really good book about mental health and sports as well, and I think it was very relatable, but it was also very light. It had really good romance, and it was funny. It was cute. I really, really enjoyed it, and it takes place in college, so it's not geared toward high school kids. It's Two People in College. Breaker is a very popular book on Book Talk, and that's how I found out about it. And honestly, it was worth the hype. I really liked it. I would give it four and a half stars. It was really enjoyable for me. I've read a lot of heavy books lately, and this was just a breath of fresh air, a romance that I really liked, a nice, easy rom com. It was perfect. It was exactly what I needed after all these dark books that I've been reading. It was perfect. I really recommend it if you like those types of books. Um, But like I said, it touches on really good points of mental health in college athletes. 
and mental health in general. So I think it was a really good book. I'm currently reading Things We Never Got Over. I think it's called. Yeah. Things We Never Got Over. Um, I don't really know what it's about much. If you listen to my episode a couple weeks ago, I talked about how I don't really read what the book is about. I go off recommendations. I go off TikTok. I go off books and genres I already like. And I know for a fact this is a romance book and that's pretty much all I know about it. And I just recently started it, so I don't really have a huge say on if I like it or not. So far, it's a little slow for me, but I just get bored very easily. Like, I like being intrigued in the first, like, chapter, Um, but I know it gets better. It's a really big book, so I know it's, like, a drawn-out romance, but I've heard for this book that you want it to be this long, so I'm excited. So I'm currently reading that. And my plan for this episode is to try and go through a couple genres that I tend to read and tell you my favorites from each one. So let's start first with thrillers. So I know a lot of people are going to know this one, but the first one, and these aren't in any order. These are just thrillers that I really like. I did three in this genre. So the first one is Verity by Colleen Hoover. Now, a lot of people have read this. It is a very dark It is hard to stomach, I think, especially um, from a mother. I'm not a mom, but I am an older sister, and I couldn't even recommend this book to my mom because I told her I really don't think you'll like it at all. It's a hard book to read, but it's one of those books that will get you in the first two pages. You'll like it from the get-go, and you will not want to sleep until you finish this book and it will scare you. I remember finishing this book at midnight one night after (laughs) nursing classes because I I couldn't put it down and I remember being so scared because the ending of the book is just scary and yes, it is very much a thriller. It's really good. It will throw you twists and turns that you don't expect. It's so good. I highly recommend it. I give it five stars such a good book by Colleen Hoover. 10 out of 10 recommend. And I think it's so different than what Colleen Hoover typically writes that it really threw me off because once again, I didn't read the description of the book. I had no idea that this book was a thriller until I got into it. And because I had only at this point read all of her romance books, so I was not expecting this book at all. And it completely took me by surprise and I absolutely loved it. The next one I read more recently, it's The Last Mrs. Parrish, which also absolutely threw me. At the beginning, I thought it was pretty slow, and I thought that I had the whole book figured out at the beginning, and I was like, oh, this is so predictable, and it's boring, and I don't really like it yet, and I don't really see where this is going, because I already thought I had it figured out wrong. When you get to the second half of the book, you are completely blindsided, okay? And you you can't figure it out until you read the book. It's so good. Definitely has some trigger warnings, so definitely look into that. And with Verity on both of those books, trigger warnings, honestly, on all three of the... On all of the thrillers I'm talking about, there's some sort of trigger warning with them. Um, but The Last Mrs. Parrish is very well written. Give it some time to get into it, and then you're going to be hooked. You're not going to want to put the book down. It was a little hard for me at some points to stomach the book. I just was having a hard time with the content in the second half of the book, but it was definitely worth getting to the end of the book. It's amazing once you get into it. Definitely not what you expect, 
definitely recommend that book if you're into thrillers. The next one is Layla, which is also a Colleen Hoover book that I do not think gets enough credit. I really enjoyed this book and it was recommended to me by a friend and it's one of those Colleen Hoover books like Verity where it's very different from the other books that she writes. Um, it has some paranormal activity in it and once again it just takes you by surprise. Very entertaining book. I think the whole time you're trying to figure out what's going on and every time you think you have it figured out you just don't and I think it's just written so well. I really enjoyed this book and I'm sad to say that I recommended it to my mom and she did not like it and I was so upset because I really thoroughly enjoyed this book and thought it was so good, such a good thriller and she was like, I just don't like paranormal activity and I was like, that's not even what it's about. <laughs> so if that threw you off hearing it was about paranormal activity, don't let it because that's like such a small part of the story and it's not the main focus okay it is but it's you have to read it to understand that it doesn't really have a huge influence on the book but I really recommend it if you like other Colleen Hoover books and especially if you liked Verity to give Layla a try okay next section is murder mysteries now I love a good murder mystery so the first one is where the crawdads sing I read this over the summer. It's a perfect summer book um, because it's based during the summer and it's based in the North Carolina marshes in this little fishing town and it's not just a murder mystery and I know this is a very popular book so I'm sure a lot of people have heard about it. They also just recently turned it into a movie which I'll get into in a second. Also is a book that comes with trigger warnings, so make sure you read before. It's a diverse book in the sense that it's not just a murder mystery. It's a coming of age. It flips back and forth between timelines. It's just really good. It's also a love triangle and a romance. It's really good. I highly recommend it. It's different than anything I've ever read before and it doesn't really take you that long to get into it pulls you in from the start but then you have to stick with it like you know what's happening in the beginning of the book and then you have to stick with it to the end to see what happens and that's what keeps you intrigued the whole time and I love the flipping of the timelines it's really good I definitely recommend it and I watched the movie and I thought it did the book justice for the most part of course the the movie is never as good as the book. I watched it. I read the book with my mom and I watched the movie with my mom. We both liked the movie. We thought it could have it it was sufficient for what a movie has time for compared to the book. So I recommend reading the book and then watching the movie because I did think the movie was pretty good. The next one is The Perfect Marriage. That book is so good. You want to talk about twists and turns? That book will have you so confused the entire time. You'll never think you know what's going on because it just, it'll throw you off every single time. It is about a lawyer and her husband and they run into some legal trouble. That's all I'm going to say about it. I don't want to give too much away, but it's really, really good. And the lawyer wife is so girl boss. She is like a really good lawyer and yeah that's all I'm gonna say just go read it I beg of you because it is so so good next we are moving into probably what is my favorite category and that is romance 
I'm a sucker for it. I don't care. I am a hopeless romantic that just lives in la-la land of my little romance books. And I'll stay there. I don't care. Where are all my expectations set up in fiction books? Anyways, my first one and possibly my all-time favorite book and I don't want to hear a single slander or judgment about it because I will be upset. It's Ugly Love by Colleen Hoover. And yes, this is a spicy book, but that's not why. Okay, it's not the only reason why I like it. I like it because I think the book is relatable. I think it's very real and realistic to like our current times now. And I really like the plot twist in the book. For all those reasons, it's one of my favorite books and my favorite romance book ever. I don't want to hear any ugly love slander, okay? It just, it just was it for me. I just really liked it and I enjoyed it and I don't want to hear any slander about it. And there's a select group of people on TikTok that also think the same thing I think. And those people are my people. And I love them because they agree with me. And I desperately wish they made this book a movie before it ends with us. Yes, It Ends With Us is great. It's not my favorite book, but I mean, it is really good. High stars. But I feel like Ugly Love would have just been such a good movie. And I hope in the next few years they do make it into a movie because I will be there on premiere night. I feel like all my romance books are so cheesy, but I don't care. I love it. My next romance book is The Spanish Love Deception, also very popular on BookTok, and it is about two co-workers that end up fake dating and go to a wedding together in Spain, and they hate each other, so it's a story of how they go from hating each other to becoming friends. has the really good frenemies vibes and... I just really like the male main character. He is just ideal. And even though they are fake dating and are friends, he is just picture perfect and classy. And we love that. And yeah, I think it's just a really cute read. I really loved it. And it's pretty cheesy. I'm not going to lie. But it's so cute. And it also partially takes place in Spain. So you get to see a little bit about the Spain culture um, and I think that's always fun in books when they travel to other destinations that aren't in the U.S. because they try to throw in a little bit of the culture in the book and my last romance one is The Cheat Sheet which is another sports romance. Um, this one is not spicy okay so if you're looking for something not spicy pretty innocent The Cheat Sheet is a good romance that's sports romance related and is pretty innocent it's really cute it's about best friends they've been best friends since they were in high school and they're best friends year or they stop being friends and then they rekindled and it's showing their adult life and where they are now the male main character is a professional football player and the female main character owns her own dance studio and they're best friends and it just goes through their friendship and what really stood out to me in this book was the representation of mental illness, specifically anxiety in men. It does a really good job of portraying anxiety and depicting what it is, what it looks like, what it feels like in words and in a book. 
and as someone with anxiety, it was very relatable, and I thought they did an amazing job portraying what anxiety is, and, you know, having a male character experiencing anxiety is not something you see often in books, um, so I thought that component was what made me also really like it, not just for the romance side, but for the side of showing men with mental illness. It's a really cute, easy read, mushy-gushy romance. It's a nice little rom-com. It's cute. I really liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I recommend it. My next category is series. So over the summer, I read my favorite series of all time, and it's called Shatter Me, and I think it's about an eight book series, eight part book series along those lines. And they also have a series mixed in of the other characters point of view. And I didn't read all of those just because I just enjoyed the series on its own. I felt like I didn't need to read those books. Um, but it's a dystopian novel. It's definitely fantasy. So if that's not your vibe, then these books are not for you. But it's also an amazing romance and coming of age books. If you were into Divergent and Hunger Games and Maze Runner books like that when you were younger, Percy Jackson, um, not that it has anything to do with Greek mythology, but if you just like that vibe of books when you were younger, which I absolutely loved all of those types of books, then you'll really enjoy these books as an adult. It is really good. It's about, you know, a future society. Um, and it's how they separate people and why they do and you know they kind of have like districts kind of how the Hunger Games does and it's you know a rebellious story of these this group of people that is rebelling against their form of government but it's really good because it's all based off one main character and it also has romance in it. It's so good. Some of my favorite books I've ever read. Definitely by far my favorite series. I read it very quickly. I read it in a couple months. Maybe less than that. Maybe like two months. And like I said, it was a good amount of books and the books are pretty big. I really enjoyed it. And if you like that style book, I highly recommend it. My next favorite series is A Touch of Darkness, which is another fantasy style book and also Greek mythology. So if you're not into Greek mythology... It's not going to be the book for you, or maybe it is. Give it a chance. It's modern day Greek mythology. So it's as if Greek mythology and today meshed. That's what the book is like. It is a spicier book, and it's the story of Hades and Persephone and how they came to be and their relationship. If you like a twist on Greek mythology with some spice mixed in there and also a lot of action and magic and fantasy... It's a really good book series. You'll really enjoy it. I personally loved Greek mythology when I was growing up and I was obsessed with the Percy Jackson series when I was younger. That was my favorite series by far when I was younger. So this is a good little adult twist on it and I really enjoyed it and I'm waiting for the next book to come out so desperately. I don't know if the author has even set a date but I'm waiting patiently for I think it's a fourth book to come out and then my last series is the after series which is a lot of you guys know it by the movie and I really enjoyed the books I watched the first movie before I read the books 
and then someone recommended I read the books and the books are obviously once again so much better than the movies and I really love the movies so that's saying a lot but the books have so many other characters so many other scenarios so many other so many other things going on that the movies don't show at all just because if they did the movies would be like two hours or three hours long so I highly recommend if you like the after movies to read the books even if you've already seen the movies it doesn't matter there's so much that's missing from the movies that you will get in the books and you'll be so happy you read it because like I said it just gives you so much more if you know that you enjoy those movies so I love the after series once again a spicier series but also based in college so it's of college age and yes I really enjoy those books next category of books is self-help books so the first book is 10% happier I actually thrifted this book randomly one time when I was thrifting and I saw the book and it just caught my eye and I just bought it and then I kept it for a couple years never read it and then when I was doing the 75 hard challenge I picked it up again and read the book and I really enjoyed it it's about a talk show host um, going through some career changes and going through some mental illness and and how he turned to meditation to ease his ego to ease his anxiety and how he kind of flipped his life around it's an enjoyable self-help book where it really goes through a story it's very storytelling in the sense that I didn't get bored with it I feel like other self-help books are very informative and it's more like it's talking at you more than with you like I feel like some self-help books just sound like they're yelling at you to just like be better do this better blah 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 but this is a self-help book journey where you're reading along this person's journey side by side rather than feeling like you're being yelled at to do better and be more productive and do this and do that it kind of guides you into meditation and anxiety relief and calming down your ego and all of this but in a way that's not yelling at you to do it it's kind of showing you how it turned this person's life around the next self-help book is a million little pieces and this story is about a man that has a drug addiction and he finally has to end up going to a detox center and it talks about his journey through the detox center and everyone he meets at the detox center and I'm putting this in the self-help category just because I didn't really know where else to put it. I am lucky enough to say I've never struggled with a drug addiction but I think it's still a good story about you know learning about yourself coming out of a very dark place and just what can happen when you accept help so that's what I why I put it in this category and it's a book I've recommended to so many people I think it's a really amazing story and yeah so it's a really good book I highly recommend um, looking into it and reading it my next category of books is honorable mention and these were some books that I didn't really know what category to put them in but I still wanted to mention them here on the podcast. So the first one is Seven Husbands, or I should say The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. And it's about a young girl that grows up too quickly to make money because she was brought up pretty poor. And she kind of unfortunately has to sleep her way to the top at a very young age into the Hollywood industry and quickly learns she needs to change a lot about herself to be able to fit in, um, to be able to make money. And it's 
it's a very sad story about Hollywood, but I think it is a really good depiction of what actually happens in Hollywood behind the scenes. As we're seeing, the older and older we're getting, the more and more people that were very popular during our age are coming out and saying things that happened to them when they were child actresses. And I think this did a really good job of talking about that. And I would think if Marilyn Monroe were to write a book, if she had the chance to, this would be what her book is like. And it's just so amazing. There are so many twists and turns. It is pretty long and it is a little drawn out, but I think it's worth it. At first, when I finished this book, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. Now, looking back on it, it's definitely one of the best books I've ever read. It's amazing and I highly recommend it. It's um, based on... So it's an interviewer interviewing this woman years later now that she's older going through each part of her life and each husband that she had and growing up and why she had so many husbands. And it's just amazing because their relationship just kind of grows throughout the interview process. It's a really good book and I highly recommend it. The next book I read in high school and I think is very important to read now is Fahrenheit 451 which is about a future society that does not allow books and books are banned and they burn books and books burn at 451 degrees and that is what the whole book is based about and rebelling against this and I think it's so crazy because when I was a freshman I thought wow that's so crazy imagine burning books like no one wants to read right now in high school I can't imagine them burning books and now books are banned in school in some schools and it's just like the craziest thing years later how I thought that things like that would never happen and they are currently happening in right now life. And Fahrenheit 451 is one of the books in some of the schools that's banned. And I literally had to read it for my freshman class. And I just think that is the most wild thing. And I think that more people should read it just because of that. It is so, it's such an important book. And honestly, it influenced me so much in high school. I absolutely loved that book. And another book that is also banned at some schools that is going to be in my honorable mention is 1984. I had to read this for my English college class and it is very similar to Fahrenheit 451. It's also a future society, but instead of them banning books, it's more like they monitor, track, and view everything you do and also keep certain things to themselves or kind of like what we're doing now. They ban some books, but not all of them. They let you read some materials, but not all of them. And there's cameras everywhere. And the term big brother is watching you comes from the book 1984 so once again it's a book that is being banned in some high schools middle schools I'm not exactly sure where um, but I recommend it because it's very relevant my last honorable mention is girl in pieces and that is a story about a senior in high school that just has a, an awful home life she goes through a lot of tragedies at a very young age and she is instituted for her mental illness and then it talks about her experience in the institute and then coming out of it and basically picking up the pieces of herself and coming back to learn what her identity is and you know getting her first apartment on her own making her own money having her first job and really just taking care of herself and finding other people in her family making friends and it just goes through that story and it's a really beautiful story and yeah it's another book that I really enjoyed
All right, next category is books I disliked and wouldn't recommend. So the first one is The Unhoneymooners. This is another very popular book on Book Talk, and I just hated it. I really didn't like it. It's a book about frenemies to somewhat lovers, but kind of in forced proximity. And I just didn't enjoy this book because I just thought it was boring and I didn't like the male main character. I thought that he was a very toxic male main character. And usually in my romance books, the male main characters are to die for. And I was just annoyed with this male main character the entire time. And every second, I just wanted the female character to just leave. And it didn't end like that. And yeah, I just wasn't a fan of the relationship. I thought it was a toxic relationship and I just wasn't a fan of this book at all. The next book is Then She Was Gone. I was recommended this a couple times. It's a thriller and I just, it's a thriller slash murder mystery and I just thought it was very slow. I, you knew what was going on the whole time and it just, I just did not like it at all. I didn't really like the plot. I didn't like, I just didn't like it. It just wasn't for me. Maybe it is for someone else, but I just wasn't impressed. And then the last book that I wouldn't recommend, I didn't necessarily dislike this book, but I wouldn't recommend it is The Butterfly Garden, which I talked about in my podcast a couple weeks ago. I just think it's too dark of a book to recommend. I don't think it has a happy enough ending to recommend it and I just thought it was very dark with very little light and good parts in it and I think it was just kind of a draining book so I wouldn't recommend that book and next is on my to be read list which is a good girl's guide to murder I have the first book and it's a three-part series I believe I've heard it's an amazing book and I do like murder mysteries and it sounds very intriguing and I used to watch the show How to Get Away with Murder. I don't think I even finished the first season but I did really like that show when I watched the first couple episodes and I don't really know why I didn't finish it but it was a really good show and I've heard that it's similar to this book so I'm excited. And then the next one is The Silent Patient. I've heard so many good things about that book and have had so many people recommend it to me. Don't know what it's about, but I know it's a thriller type book. And then the last book is a self-help book that I've been wanting to read for a while, and it is The Four Agreements. So those are my to-be-read list. And that wraps up this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed and got some new books to put on your list. And if you don't like to read and this is getting you to want to read I recommend if you feel like you don't have the time for it listen to audiobooks if you're in the car a lot or if you go on walks or anything if you feel like you can't commit to sitting down and reading a paperback book just start with audiobooks and then I feel like you'll lean into reading on paper books and yeah even if you're not reading a physical book you're still getting the content and you're still enjoying it so one way or another you're going to be reading the book so I recommend doing that And if you guys have any book recommendations for me, you can always share them with me. I will always take you up on it. And yeah, so that is this week's episode. I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your week. And remember that it really helps out the show to share this with a friend, share this on your story, follow the podcast, and rate it five stars. But I hope you guys have an amazing rest of your Thursday, an amazing rest of the week, and I will talk to you next week. Bye, guys.